The graphic images on your fleet of vehicles are likely to be seen by more people every day than any other marketing method your company utilizes. The appearance of your fleet and the branding elements displayed on your vehicles as they move through metro areas, over interstate highways, and through inner city streets are impossible to ignore, thus creating an impact on public perception of your company and influencing purchasing behaviors. As the owner of your fleet's brand image, you need partners to help you avoid pitfalls and simplify what can be a complex process. Now, success for any journey requires careful planning, a map to give you clear directions, and partnerships with experts that have made the trek before. Today, we take a deeper dive into three essential topics for managers of a fleet branding on this episode of Loaded and Rolling. Welcome to another exciting weekly episode of Loaded and Rolling. I'm your host, Thomas Watson, trucking expert here at FreightWaves. And joining me on the program today is Darren Keller, Vice President of Account Strategy with Low and Color Graphics and Mark Bagley Transportation Segment Marketer with 3M Commercial Solutions Groups. Gentlemen, welcome to having back on the show. Always a pleasure to be talking about uh, the wild world of graphics. And, you know, starting off, Looking at, this is one thing I didn't know, by the way, we'll, we'll start with Mark. Vinyl is the primary material being used for these things. I had for the longest time assumed that it was like kind of either an adhesive plasticish sticker or paint. Can you tell us a little bit about what makes vinyl so important for these things? Yeah, so it all kind of stems from the way that vinyl is really manufactured. And there's two different kind of core groups of how vinyl can be manufactured. There's the casting process, and then there's also calendaring film. Um, you know, when it comes to vehicle wraps, one thing that you always want to ask your graphic manufacturer about is utilizing a cast film for your vehicle wraps. Cast films, they're typically thinner, so they, that allows it to conform to the concave and contours of your vehicle um, and make sure that the film stays down in like the deep recess of cargo vans, for example, or stays tight around, you know, the rivets on the side of your trailers. Um, and it's just a longer term solution. Calendared film is typically used for flatter, shorter term applications. If you think of like yard signs or short-term promotional graphics for a retail store things like that so they definitely have their time and place but it, um yeah that's why vinyl is typically used is because there's solutions for both ends of the spectrum and with vehicle wraps one thing you always want to make sure you're focused on is using a, a cast vehicle wrap film and uh kicking over uh as well looking at the history of it i'm assuming in the past everyone uh simply had painted it and stuff you know with technologies and adhesives and stuff um you know tossing this over to mark looking at the transportation segment as a whole uh is, is it something that it is just the superior thing to do or does paint do people still paint their stuff and i'm assuming it's just real laborious paint still exists for sure and you know there's a couple of things to consider right i, I think brand identification is always something that's on the top of everybody's mind as to why they would pursue for example taking their fleet of white vehicles and painting them their company color red or company color blue, right? But then you also have to think of at the end of that vehicle service life, what happens to those vehicles. And so protecting your brand through de-identification is just as important. And that's where, where vinyl wrap films really have an advantage is all of our vehicle wrap films come with a removable adhesive on it. So with just a little bit of heat, it won't affect your, your paint finish underneath. In fact, over the life of that vehicle, it'll, it'll do its job in protecting that paint finish from you know the degradation of UV rays. 
Um, but ultimately what it leaves you with is again, a white vehicle that has typically higher resale on, you know, residual markets. You're going to recoup that investment much more so than if you were trying to sell a, you know, bright blue or a lime green vehicle on that exact same you know, resale market. Reminds me of the old U.S. forestry vehicles or old Jeep Cherokees that were lime green and you'd see them, they try to get rid of them. You'd see them on the road. Uh, looking at Darren, talking about uh, the color graphics portion of it, uh, you know, is, is that, is it that big? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming as the brand, that's my biggest fear, right? If I used to have like a forestry vehicle or a big red truck, I came from U.S. Express, they painted them all red. Uh, I'm assuming there's a fear that if you don't use a form of graphics that can be removed, then you may have somebody who bought it secondhand. You still see the outline and people are going to assume, oh, that's just not, doesn't look very good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a factor. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to the design of the vehicle and the graphics design on the front end, we really want to consult with the client to understand their needs and what they're trying to accomplish with that design and making sure that if there's current uh, identity on the vehicle that it's either removed uh, and and or we can wrap over the top of the current design. And uh, then if there's any ghosting, as we call it, in the industry left over uh, from removing graphics, then we want to try to minimize that ghosting as much as possible so that the uh, the former image doesn't show through and the um, the new image is the vocal point. Kind of a follow-on on that, Darren. Is that something where you see a lot of customers, let's say I'm in charge of having graphics. I My first time, you know, I've just decided to get the wrap. And the next thing I know, it does look really bad if I'm trying to switch vehicles. Do you ever have to replace older or other faded graphics? Or is that something where uh, you kind of just have to like start from scratch. Do you ever see that situation where having to repair someone else's mistake and making it much more legible and better? Yeah, all, all the time. <laughs> yeah, and so it's uh, very common where we have to, uh, again, uh, assess the fleet, uh, understand uh, what's currently on it, uh, what the new image will will be. If it's not a full wrap, then we have to make accommodations with the design to uh, to cover uh, the areas and do a great job with removal. And, uh, that really goes into the installation process or the removal process with our installation network, where there are professionals that will go on location and are highly trained to remove the old graphics and minimize that ghosting coming through. That ghosting coming through. And kind of curious as well, uh, going to kick it over to Mark for this, you know, you see aesthetically, you know, wraps and changes of design over the course. Um, do you ever see currently compared to years prior, are there any trends that, you know, if I'm a large fleet, I want to revamp my brand, I want to make it look really cool. Are there any trends that you're actually seeing within trucking transportation that, uh, fleets are doing to kind of spice things up a little bit instead of just like a lotto color? No, absolutely. You know, the advent of digital print and print technology just keeps getting more and more sophisticated. There's different special effects you can do. With, with printers, there's, you know, 3M manufactures different types of film too. So we don't just manufacture white vehicle wrap film. There's things with, you know, metallic flake in it. We've got laminates that can offer texture. So there's, there's a multitude of different things you can do to really make sure that your brand and your fleet stand out on the road. Um, but I think what we're seeing in, in general is just more migration towards larger graphic coverage, right? Uh, it's the equivalent of you know, taking super glue and gluing either a yard sign to the side of your, your vehicle or a billboard to the side of your vehicle, right? More square footage, more coverage with graphic film is going to help your fleet be seen by just more people, right? And so it's really going to drive impressions for your brand. 
And Darren, is that like a challenge? Does size matter uh, nowadays or is it something that's a lot easier? Because I'm assuming you'd have to have a specific machinery and equipment in order to install. Like if I wanted to have like a giant eagle spread across my trailer, I'm assuming I would need to have a different kind of technical equipment than just having a small logo in the top corner. Yeah, I mean, it requires uh, large format printing uh, systems, uh, presses, digital presses is what we use. Uh, you could screen print it as well, but almost all the technology today is moving towards the digital uh, uh, technology and processes. Uh, and then, uh, and, you know, again, it really boils down to the design uh, with the customer on the front end to understand what their true need are. And if they need that graphic to last for as long as the trailer leases it's uh, going, so if it's five or seven year lease, they want that graphic to last the life of that trailer uh, versus in some cases they might put a temporary graphic. And so in the case of your Eagle idea, you know, we've done that for customers that want to wrap a, a patriotic theme uh, or a uh, first responder theme on their trailer and they only end it to last for two or three years, and uh, then they'll remove that and go back to their original branding. So there's a lot of different ways to do that, and and again, I think it really boils back down to having that um, consultative dialogue proactively with the customer to truly understand their needs. Yeah, and kind of looking into that, let's say for folks, a lot of small carriers are mom and pops. They don't really have much of an You know, the version of branding is I filled out all the paperwork, I came up with a clever name, uh, barely even figure out what to put on it because you see a lot of times just a plain white trailer and then maybe an MC on the side. Uh, you know, Mark, if you're trying to help a small carrier figure out their identity, are there anything important that you think that they should, maybe big tips to consider uh, as they figure out a brand? For example, I came from a startup called AI Fleet and it just says AI Fleet on the side. But, you know, for let's say they want to have a logo. What are some things that you'd want to think about or give them hints on to figure out what kind of your vibe would be? Figure out what kind of yeah, no, great question. I think simplicity is key, right? Something that is easily recognizable, moving at 65 miles an hour, right? Or visible from 65 feet away. If you overcomplicate your logo or your design, a lot of times it'll kind of look too busy. And if you've got too much going on with your vehicle wrap, it can look too busy, right? Um, and so just trying to keep it Simple and back to Darren's point, you know, that really comes down to the graphic manufacturer being a consultant and really trying to understand why are you wrapping your fleet in the first place um, and understanding who is going to ultimately see this vehicle wrap. And that's one thing that 3M can help with is we've got a an impressions calculator that we can basically input the specifics of your fleet, you know, how many vehicles you have, where's the graphic coverage, what area of the country are you operating in. And it'll generate a report that's personalized to your fleet to say X amount of people will see it. So if that's something anybody's interested in, that can be accessed by reaching out to us through our website, 3M.com slash fleet. Do you feel like uh, kind of a follow up question with that? And then we'll go uh, back uh, to Darren. When we're looking at impressions as well, does it matter if I'm a fleet that operates, uh, you know, coast to coast or if I'm around a specific region, you know? Uh, do you notice that any fleets that are more rural areas may have different design choices than urbanized fleets who are typically seeing a lot more traffic and, and stuff? Yeah, I think maybe less on the design, but a little bit more on the placement, right? Like a long distance hauler, the back end of that trailer is very valuable real estate because people spend 30 seconds to a minute approaching it. If you're on narrow roadways, you might spend you know miles and miles trailing behind that trailer. So it'll be in front of viewers for that much longer. Whereas if you think of like a cabinet maker or an electrician, right? And you're, you're in more, um, 
maybe you're in more rural, but more also like non-freeway settings, think your vehicle is going to be parked on the curb outside of somebody's home for four to five hours. That side of the vehicle is going to be seen much more than say the back would be. So it really comes down to the sort of the utilization of the vehicle a little bit more so than maybe where it's operating. Thinking about a question as well on type of materials, this one's for Darren. Uh, let's say I'm a large asset-based carrier and I have trailer pools across the country, like 100 trailers at a location. But my biggest challenge is my drivers have trouble finding them because of the location of the graphics or maybe the materials. Is that something where you're seeing a lot more fleets try and put reflective coatings or would it matter more on color and placement to figure out that if I'm going down a list of trailer pools and all I'm seeing is the nose of each trailer, is that something folks need to take in consideration when even trying to find their own equipment? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, uh, I think a lot of times uh, reflective certainly does uh, have a role uh, in, in that, could play a role in that. Um, typically, we look at reflective vinyls as a safety measure. And uh, also for nighttime visibility, so there's still a branding component to using reflective films. Um, I, I mean, we print a lot of uh, graphics on reflectives so that they can be seen at nighttime. Um, and, you know, regarding your uh, example where you're looking down a row of vehicles, uh, you know, typically we have the unit numbers on the corner, upper corner edge of the trailer uh, and on the cab itself. So in a lot of cases, you can just look down the, that row and identify those vehicles uh, by by the unit numbers that are that are located there. That's what's always fascinating me. I feel like if I had if I was in charge of wrapping, I would make sure that I put at the very front, do not take my trailer. Because <laughs> some carriers will purposefully, you know, you're not paying attention, you hook up to it, there's an interchange agreement. Now you lost your trailer, you gotta get a new trailer. <laughs> I had that happen with uh, Amazon and other ones. You, universal trailer interchange is not a full one. Uh, speaking of warranties. You put your graphics on, uh, dust, grime, salt, wind, rain, sleet, wherever it could be. Um, how, how do our own materials created equal? We'll start with Darren. Is it always vinyl as a solution or fleets? Uh, what's the most hardcore cockroach style graphic I can put on it? If I just want to forget about it for like 10 years. Yeah. You know, again, it, it really comes back to on the front end with the customer to understand what their true needs are because there are so many variables and different qualities of vinyl films and adhesives. So you want to keep all of that in mind. And then in the event they want it to last forever and they don't ever want to take it off, then they could probably get by with using an adhesive that's not designed to be removable. Um, in either case, you want to, uh, uh, like uh, Mark said earlier, a, a two mil cast film uh, that'll uh, have the longest durability and uh, without any shrinkage. Uh, and then those graphics can be protected uh, in a number of different ways. Uh, in some cases, the uh, the vinyl itself has pigment in it. Um, and uh, so those uh, those vinyl films could be used just to cut the uh, the logos uh, with with the color that's in the vinyl. Or it could be a printed graphic, in which case, and you have to print ink. And we can protect the ink using a liquid laminate or clear coat, uh, or we can use a film over laminate, uh, which has just a little bit more durability and, and a little longer uh, warranty with that. Uh, so definitely not all warranties are in any way created equal. Uh, you really want to look for a warranty that's comprehensive, uh, meaning it, it includes um, every component uh, in, in addition potentially to labor for uh, installation and removal, uh, and you want it to be a matched component system, 
which means every um, component within that graphic is all by the same manufacturer so that you're upholding the, uh, the graphics warranty. And the other thing that I would add to that is that with your graphics manufacturer, just to be sure that in the case of them using 3M vinyl film, that they're actually a 3M authorized manufacturer, which means that 3M technicians have gone to their facility and audited their processes to make sure they're compliance. And uh, look at Mark, what's the most common warranties that you see with fleets? Is there a difference in warranty preferences for like a thousands of truck carrier versus a mom and pop? Do they normally have the same goals for their trailers? Or do you notice there's a big discretion if I'm looking to shop around and figure out how many years do I really need? Sure. So I think, yeah, there's a couple of things to consider and, and, you know, tying into your last question too, not all warranties are created, created equal. Um, you know, when you look at different sizes of fleets, maybe less about the fleet, you know, number of vehicles in the fleet, but the types of vehicles in the fleet, um, something that's really important to point out is if somebody is expecting a 10 year warranty, they also need to set the expectations that there's a difference in warranty between vertical surfaces, like say the driver door and horizontal or non-vertical surfaces like the hood and the roof. The, the, the reason why there's a difference there is because no matter what direction that vehicle faces throughout the day, you know, the driver's side door is going to get varying levels of sun exposure and ultimately sun and UV rays are the lar largest um, degradating factor of graphic film. Um, but when you look at the hood and the roof, no matter what direction that vehicle is facing, that's just going to constantly get beat on day in and day out. So the warranty time period for a hood and a roof is always going to be lesser than, say, the driver's side door. But then if you look at like a 53-foot trailer, for example, most of the time they're not doing anything on the on the top end of that trailer. And so you're not as concerned about that non-vertical or horizontal warranty. That's what I was curious about branding coverage as well, looking at options. I'm assuming those are questions, you know, you don't really, you see trucks on the road, you don't really think about it as a follow-up question. Having it, do you see a lot of folks decide to put stuff on the roof in the front? Is that prime real estate compared to like the doors or is it on a... On a you know, class eight tractor, you know, what's the, where's the best real estate that I want to try to park my graphics on from your experience? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the sides and the rear door, um, we do put graphics to, on the air shields or the fairings. Um, and in some cases we do put graphics on a horizontal surface, like on the roof, uh, goes back to that dialogue with the customer. And if those vehicles are going to be traveling in inner cities and could be seen from rooftops, then there is some real estate there from a branding perspective that's very valuable. Uh, they just have to understand going into that that in any case that you put a graphic on a horizontal surface, it's just not going to last as long as the graphics on the sides. That makes a little bit more sense. I, I, those are the questions that always kind of keep me up at night because I figured if I had some guerrilla marketing, I would want to put something on the roof, but I never would consider the fact that oftentimes you're going to have it degrade and you know the colors would fade and stuff like that. Uh, you know, looking at Mark, try to ask that as well from a positioning uh, standpoint. Let's say I'm a, an asset carrier. I've got like, let's take a JB Hunt, for example. They do a combination. They have day cabs, intermodal. You know, they do a lot of different graphics and stuff. Is there a specific challenge in order to incorporate uh, my brand across different styles of equipment and trailers? Or is it normally like a one size fits all approach? Yeah, no, not at all. It's not really that challenging. It's more so working with a good graphic manufacturer partner who can be a consultant, kind of like what Darren was talking about. And, you know, once you've ironed out the the basics of what you want your branding to look like, things like color, the, you know, the icons that are going to be used, the 
thing, contact information, phone numbers, right, and, and websites and things like that. Um, that's where, where 3M from a manufacturer's perspective can really help standardize things. If you're sticking with kind of a monochromatic design, 3M, we've got a, a line of pigmented films that are incredibly durable and the color consistency from one roll to the next is, is amazing. But we can also do custom color matching where whether it's a PMS reference, uh, an RAL code, a physical you know paint chip reference, we can actually custom manufacture roles that are specific to your brand's color. And then we work with graphic manufacturers like Lowen, right, to help these programs be sized up to the appropriate size vehicle. But that way they're all using the same color. And I have a question. This will be for both of you. Uh, fleets order large amounts of trailers. Let's say I get like uh, 2,500 from a Wabash ma manufacturer. I always wondered, how would you get the graphics on? Is that where your 3M, Lowen, and folks partner up with OEMs that when it comes off the line, it gets wrapped? Or is that typically something where if I buy this trailer, I get it delivered, and I have to take it somewhere else to get it, you know, wrapped and taken care of? Uh, we'll start with... So, uh, ideally... Yeah, yeah no, I, ideally, uh, there's time uh, to have that done on the line if it's a new trailer order. Uh, and then we work with the trailer manufacturers to understand their build schedules going into the order, uh, so that we are, uh, you know, that we're good with making the uh, the dates and uh, shipping in time to uh, for them to have the and in time from a timing perspective for them to have the graphics when the trailers come on off the line. But in other cases, um, maybe the 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 trailers are already out in the field, and uh, in those cases, then we would uh, work with our customer. Uh, as their partner uh, to find an installer in their area who is an, a trained and or certified uh, or 3M preferred installer to go to that location and actually do those installations on location uh, wherever they are, wherever they're located. And in those cases, you want to make sure that you're asking your graphics partner to, uh, you know, to, to vet those installers for you to understand that these installers uh, have a high skill set and are professional when they're on location and representing not only the graphics company, but also the customer. Um, so there's a number of different factors that go into that. And uh, that's where, you know, the training of those installers is done by both uh, Lowen and 3M at the at their uh, respective facilities. And uh, that's where we are able to grow that installation network and understand who these installers are when they're available, and we have project managers on location here at Lowen that uh, that are managing those schedules and working out the details of getting an installer on location at a specific day and time, and uh, that the location uh, staff are, are prepared for the arrival of the installer. So yeah, lots and lots of different factors that go into uh, the installation side of it. Um, but if it's a new trailer build, by all means, we try to get those graphics to the OEM. That's what always kept me, uh, kept me up at night. Uh, you know, it's the little things you don't think about. Usually they're just delivered. Oh, come pick up this new trailer. Here's where it's at. I send a truck, you know, bada bing. Um, you know, final thoughts here as well. Uh, Mark, looking at certifications from a 3M standpoint, uh, if this is something where let's say I need to present this to my boss, I suddenly need to rewrap some trailers. Where is there a list of certs that I need to look for in somebody to make sure that they're legit? But earlier, the 3M MCS or Matched Component System um, certification that is paired with graphic manufacturers who have the appropriate print equipment that qualifies for that. Um, there's a lot of testing that goes in, accelerated weathering testing that goes into the back end of that to make sure that that equipment is producing consistent prints. The the ink 
that's actually going into that printer is going to be consistent as well. And the way it interacts with our film is going to always be consistent. And that way we can ensure um, good weatherability, good durability at a global scale. We've got 30, um, so 30 to multiple different um, weathering facilities that you can um, basically speed up time and see when the film is ultimately going to fail. So from a printing perspective, the MCS is what you want to look for. From an installation perspective, 3M certified or 3M preferred installers is really what you want to look for. And, and all of these have badges and logos that that companies will use to help generate that awareness for themselves. Perfect. And for folks wishing to know more, uh, we'll start with uh, Darren. What's the best way to get a hold of the folks at Lowen if I'm looking to uh, get some wraps out or just want to learn more information? Uh, yeah, I mean, our website's probably the best way to do that. And it's uh, pretty simple. It's www.lowencg, uh, which stands for colorgraphics.com lowncg.com. And Darren, if I've got like uh, a fiver get cool enough to get a Lambo and to get that bad boy wrapped and it needs to be three, what's the best way to, to reach out and get a hold of y'all? Uh, either the website or uh, our 800 number, uh, 800-835-2365. And we know we have a large network of uh, account executives all over the United States that would help you uh, walk through that process as well as an internal team that supports them. Uh, those are account managers and they understand all of these details, technology that we've been talking about here uh, that can uh, consult with you to make sure that on your new Lambo that you're getting the right material, the right adhesive, it comes with the right warranty and it's installed by the right installers. Thank you, sir. And finishing things up, Mark, folks want to learn more about uh, 3M commercial sales or even more about the transportation segment from you all. What's the best way to get in contact? Yeah, 3M.com backslash fleet would be the best place to go. You can reach out to us directly through that website. And, and like Lowen, we've got a sales team that covers the entire country um, who would be happy to speak with you about anything related to your fleet. Perfect. Gentlemen, thanks so much for your time. Again, always a pleasure to have you on. One of these days, we're going to wrap a trailer and make it look like the loaded and lo rolling logo, but I need to get my colors right, so we'll get there eventually. Thanks, y'all, so much for coming on the show. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Thanks, Thank you. That's going to be a wrap for our show today. But if you want to catch uh, Loaded and Rolling, it's also a podcast. You can find us on Apple and Spotify in addition to tv.freightwaves.com slash Loaded and Rolling. That's going to be a wrap for today's show. But we also have the newsletter comes out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to catch us live again the next week, you can catch us next Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll do it live.